Blog Talk Radio. Are you ready to awaken to the truth of your soul? Welcome to today's episode of I Dig Your Soul Podcast with your host, Nadia Khalil. everybody and welcome to today's show. This is Nadia Khalil and I am hosting another mindset baseball game or baseball show. And I guess there are always baseball games that are a mindset. But how to turn failure into motivation. And I have my special guest who we did a show last week or a couple weeks ago called um, about the motivation of baseball with Coach Marcos. And it did so well with so much feedback, positive feedback that we need to hear about baseball because we do baseball. We go out on a field and we play and then we go home and we wonder what we could do better and how to motivate ourselves. And when you've been a coach as long as Marcos has been and affected so many lives as his life was affected by good coaching, he's got some tips for us. So welcome, Coach Marcos. How are you today? Good morning, Nadia. I'm doing well. Thank you for having me again. Uh, I love having you. I think that your message is valuable. And I know even like with my own son or his friends that play, you know, they have conversations and then they get off the field and then the only conversations left are the ones in their head. So you want (laughs) to talk a little bit today about failure, turning failure into motivation. And that's a hard thing to do just on the normal scale of life. So what are your tips for a ball player? Well, yeah, definitely, definitely failure is, is something that we got to deal with in the baseball world. Um, our game is, you know, predicated on mostly failure and how, how to battle through it and how to keep grinding and kind of keep going forward. Um, I think as mentioned before in the previous interview we had, I mean, you can be a 30% success rate and you're considered – you know, a great player, great hitter, you know, in our game. And, uh, you know, and I don't know in any other job or any other company or any other aspect of life, you can do things 30% of the time correct and be considered great. So just based off that alone, you know, our, our sport and, and anything we do here as baseball players is kind of predicated on the, on the fact that we got to battle through and grind through failure. Now for us here, for myself, you know, coaching and doing things, I, I try to focus not so much on the, End result of failure of the and the actual as a result, but we look at you know what what caused us to fail, and also we take those things that, that we learn from the failure and how to make adjustments to not fail the next time. Um, so you know for example like you know, we have hitters you know like you just mentioned your son may go through a game and he may talk about his game and feel that you know I was doing something at the plate and he's talking with his buddies and he goes home and trying to figure out you know what did I do. He may talk to me before he leaves the field and, you know, figure out what he has to do. And I may provide some answers or his buddies may provide some answers. And from there, you know, he gathered little pieces of information to say, you know what, I didn't think about that, you know, in the moment or I didn't do that in my moment. Let me try that next time or let me go to practice that during practice and see how that works out next time. 
And a lot of times, after the guys get into practice, they come back and find out that they actually have some success. So, you know, with each little failure, you actually get closer to the answer to finding success. So I try to motivate guys by by looking at it like that. Like, you know, we're not really failing. It's not really a failure. It's just trying to find the answer and get us closer to success. And that's really uh, that's really the motivating factor. I mean, if you look at this, the end result, you're not going to be – you're not going to have success. Failure is going to overtake your mindset. So in my, my mentality is basically just try to not worry about the end result but worry about the process of getting better and, you know, improving when things don't go your way. We're trying to find trying to find something an adjustment mechanism to help you, you know, find success going forward. It's it's all about adjustments, right? It's mental adjustments, physical adjustments, and you're right. You know, even in life, I think sometimes we have impatience with the process because we want to see the results. We want to see that what we've been doing is working, and if it isn't, we're like, oh, but maybe I could just do what I was doing better. And so uh-huh. you start hitting that resistance inside you. How do you deal with someone who's kind of stuck in their way and keeps trying to do better in the old way because they're so scared of changing, changing their swing or changing their timing or something like that? Yeah, so something in that effect. I mean, I'll, I'll use an example for me just in a, in a life situation. You know, myself, I, got, I have my business, uh, building inspectors, uh, licenses and certifications, and, you know, not going to interviews and trying to interview for, interview for jobs, you know, the first time I went out for an interview, you know, I, I got the first interview, or for actually my first application, I didn't even get an interview. Okay. The next one I got an interview, then I was told, okay, well, you know, thank you for interviewing. We're not going to continue with you. The next interview I got, I got the second interview. Then now the third time I went, I got an in-person interview. Then fourth time I went out. So every time I've gotten an interview, I've actually gone to the next step. So for me, looking at that, I can sit there and say, oh, I, I failed because I didn't get the job any of those times. But each each successive time, I've advanced to a next step. So with each little failure, you can say, so to speak, I've gained information and some knowledge how to adjust myself in the following interview, in the successive interview, and, you know, advance to the next step. And that kind of goes hand in hand with the, uh, with the baseball aspect. You know, if I keep having little failures here, little failures here, but but that's also allowed me to gather information to apply to my next uh, attempt to be successful, and, and, and that's kind of yeah. that's kind of how I look at it. Kind of how I try to teach my guys is you know each time you fail, it, it's it's a learning aspect which is actually getting you closer to the answer of the success you're looking for. That's you just reminded me of um, what Thomas Edison said. And he said somebody was interviewing him when he was trying to discover rubber. And uh-huh. they said to him, well, Mr. Edison, how does it feel to have failed 10,000 times? And he looked at them confused and said, failed 10,000 times? I just found 10,000 mm-hmm. ways it doesn't work. Yes. And he never looked exactly. at it as failure. He He just realized, hey, I now know that that doesn't work, so let me try this. So he was not scared of trying something new. And I think um, I realized in in baseball there's, like, a lot of superstitions, right? Like during the season a guy may not wash his hat or he may let his beard grow or he may do something, you know, not walk this way or say a prayer before he gets to the plate or whatever it is that they do. 
and I, I think it, you know, I always thought it was cute when my son was in high school and parents would tell me, yeah, he won't wash his hat till the end of the season. And I'm like, really? <laughs> like, yeah. you know, but at the same time, we, we feel that there's a lot of luck involved. But I think that the harder you work, the luckier you get, right? Yeah, but to that, a lot of yeah, the superstitions, I remember me when I was a kid, my grandma used to give us $2 bills and we would put them in our hat. You know, our little kids would all have a little $2 bill inside our hat. We, we feel that that was going to make us play better. Or my grandma, would, she would give me a $5 bill. I'd have a, a, a $5 bill in my hat, so I had more than $2. I was I felt better. You know, oh, man, I got more money. You know, I'm going to do better. But realistically, it was it was all the work and effort we put in with practice. You know, as I mentioned, my previous coach, Mike Romero, out there spending all that those hours with us and actually helping us make our adjustments as players. You know, as kids, we didn't really know. We were just going out there all this practice. But – you know, with the coach that is detailed and actually showing us the way, you know, where we're going through the drills. And we're, we're doing them, you know, subconsciously, we're just doing the drills as coaches explaining to us. And, you know, those little drills are helping us get better and find the answers to to be successful. And that's, you know, that's kind of what we do with our guys is just, you know, we'll put in drills in place and we'll go to practice. And we, we won't – I don't worry about the result of the failure. Well, once it happens, it happens. You know, we can't really change the result there. But now we just try to find the answer of how to make it successful next time. And that, that goes in hand in hand with – when we're playing in an actual game, you know, we have to make live adjustments during the game. So a player might go up to bat and get out his first time. Well, what did you do wrong? Let's find the answer. Hey, next time, maybe move up on the plate more. Maybe widen your stance a little bit more. Maybe don't swing at this certain pitch. Maybe swing at this pitch. You know, so different different uh, aspects that we try to find answers for. And, you know, some of them work, some of them don't. And then when they don't work, we try to find the next answer. Well, how about we do this next time? So just different things that you try to try to apply. Um, you know, and then going, going on with that, you know, looking at, at failure, uh, for example, we, we played a tough game on Tuesday against a very tough team, you know, a team that's perennially uh, one of the better teams here in, in, in our area. And, you know, we went extra innings and we lost one to nothing, you know, at their field. And, you know, coming out of that game, we could sit here and feel sad about we lost one to, near, one to zero. Obviously, we wanted to win, but we we had a lot of positives that came out of that game. So we told our kids, you know, actually, they're they're a higher-ranked team, a higher-division team than us, and you know, we actually did a lot better than most people even thought we were going to do. So out of the, coming out of that game, I don't want to call it a pyrrhic victory, but that's kind of what it was. You know, it was we, we got that win. Uh, coming out of there by, we, we are actually a lot farther along than we thought we were. So we could look at the failure and, and sit back and not feel good about the loss, but or we can sit back and say, hey, we're, we're actually farther along than we thought. You know, so we're actually in a, in a very good spot. No, in my mindset, we were actually in a very good spot, and we actually told the kids that, and they actually the kids came out and responded with practice yesterday, you know, ready to go, business as usual. You know, that loss, that loss was on our sleeve for about twenty minutes after the game, and now we just moved on and get ready for the next one. And that 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 there's more than one way to win, right? And and Correct. you got to find the win in in the loss, like you said, because when you do face a team, you've just gotten that much better. Because you face that team. And I know, you know, there's a saying that after 10,000 hours of practice or work, you become an expert in what you're doing. And the only, like, baseball player I know as well as I do is my son because I live with him. And Mm -hmm. we all know he's probably put in 20,000 hours at this point. But Mm -hmm. the way I've noticed changes in him as he's matured, he was like really good in all these practice games. And then when the season started, this was just this past year, um, he went through a dry spot 
You know how you go through a slump, and he's never gone through a slump like that or for that long. So every time he'd come home, he would say, well, Mom, that's baseball. Sometimes you're hot, sometimes you're not, but you can't stop practicing. You can't stop going. And if you get down, you just took away your best tool. And when you get down on yourself, that's your best tool. Mm -hmm. And I thought, wow, he's become an expert, you know, in my mind, because he wasn't scared anymore of what happens at the plate. Like he'll tell me, of course, we all want to hit a home run. Of course, we all want a base hit. Of course, you know, we want to get on base any way we can or advance a runner or do a sack flight. He said, of course, we want to do all those things. That goes without saying over time that he can't beat himself up because what he's done is just eroded his love of that moment and the one thing he wanted to do most and that's playing a game. Uh It's an interesting mindset, but it took years for him to get to saying that. So when you're dealing with high school students who don't have that, right? I mean, I am, and, I, and I'm also dealing with some guys that do, and, and it just it just you know just depends on the player. You know, some some guys will get it quicker than others, but realistically, going on that, like you just mentioned about your son, you know, now he's you know he has that mindset. You know, that, that's really the, the mindset that ball players have to get to, and really, you know, in, in any aspect of life, as as adults, you know, we can get to that point too to become successful. The the failure is actually a, a thing that happens outside of our control. Because I mean, we can do everything correctly and still fail, but intrinsically mm-hmm. we start focusing on on our technique. What what are we doing? What am I doing? So basically, as, as your son is basically showing you there, is he's talking about what am I doing in order to find this result? So as, as a coach, I mean, I, I can sit here and say, you know, when I'm coaching against another team, I don't really care what their plays are or what they do. I got to focus on what we do. If we do our jobs correct then more times than not, we're going to win that game or we're going to be successful. And even if we do everything correct, we're not going to be successful. And I understand that too. But we want to make sure it's as close to what we're doing as possible. And even if we do correct and we don't, say, succeed in a specific play, that's fine. You know, we did our things correctly. And over time, that's going to build that bridge to the other side of that river that we're trying to get to. We're going to be, we're going to be successful and we're going to get to our, where we're trying to get to. Or we're gonna we're gonna achieve a certain goal we're trying to achieve, but we have to focus on that just intrinsically within ourselves. So if we start focusing on us, I just saw a quote here recently. I'm actually going through Facebook this morning. I saw a quote. Uh, I can't remember the gentleman's name. It was a quote from a jiu-jitsu gentleman, and his quote was something about, you know, we always have to assume that our opponent is bigger and stronger than us. That way, we rely on our technique, and we don't try to just rely on our strength or on our power, because then you you get away from what's really going to make you successful? Well, I'm bigger and I'm stronger than this guy, or I, should, I'm, I feel that I'm better than this guy. Well, then you, you go away from your technique that got you to that point. So, you know, really want to – I've tried as best I can to have guys just focus on their technique and what they're doing and, and not worry about the, the extra stuff that's happening around them outside. You just have to be reactive to it. But you, with your technique, if your technique's on point, you know, going into an interview, uh, playing a baseball game, you know, going to actual job, if your technique's on point, you're going to be fine. If you fail, so what? You know, I think I don't know another proverb is something of the guy who has all the answers has not asked all the questions, something to that effect. 
So, you know, it's basically, oh, I love you know, that. nobody really, I love that. No, no, nobody really has all the answers. You're going to fail again. Even if you do stuff correct, you're going to fail again. But now you just take the information from that. And how do I apply it to next time to not fail in that situation? You know, what, 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 you know, or, or keep doing it, you know, keep doing my thing. It'll be successful next time. You know, just didn't work out this time, but next time it will. You know, so just, it's, you got to keep going along. And you got to take it and try it. If, you, if you've played enough sports, if you've played any sports, if you've done anything, really, and it, even if you didn't play sports, if you worked in a certain job for a long time, you're going to come across failure at some point. And, you know, you just take it and try it. That happens, you know, like everybody's, ah, oh, it's just a bad day. Yeah. Or you just take the information from that bad day and you apply it and move on. And, and next time you see a bad day like that developing again, now you know how to handle it. And and that's true. I know that, you know, again, you know, my my little test pilot, which is my son who comes home after games <laughs> and stuff, and he'll say, but there's good news because I learned something today. Yeah. And he, he'll come out with that because it's a hard thing to do when you're disappointed. And that's why I loved the fact that you wanted to talk about what we look at as failure and turn that around because – you're right. We're going to win and we're going to lose. It's impossible that we're going to lose forever. And it's impossible that we're going to win forever every single game. So you have to Mm. know who you are in both places. And the things you talk about, like they build that foundation of trust in yourself within the game. And that's what I love so much about your views and your, the way you talk, you know, like, you know, we were only upset about the loss for 20 minutes because then, you know, once you start talking about it, you start saying, wait a minute, we just played a really tough team and we really gave them a run for their money. And look at what we're walking away with. Look at how much better we are now than we were when we walked into that game. And, you know, just that the way you look at it, I feel like that gives a player hope and then you get excited for that next game. Yeah, correct. And I, and I try to hold that same balance even if we would have won that game. If we would have won the game, you know, feel great about it tonight, mm-hmm. go for it. But guess what? We've got to practice tomorrow and we have a game next Tuesday. So, you know, hey, man, you know, we can we can, and we can hang our yeah. hats in that boom, win boom, and boom. call it a season. But guess what? We've got to come back tomorrow, man. The season's not over. And if that was a championship game, you know, we're playing again tomorrow. So, good job. Uh, let's get back to work. <laughs> Yes, and, and exactly, but, but that, that feeling, that energy that you put behind it, that's like yeah. the difference between a springboard or no spring, you know. It, it gives you that bounce that you need, and it keeps you going forward. And it's also sure. a life lesson, you know. You can't do anything about the past, but you can do something mm-hmm. about the future, so you can't sweat the past. Exactly. As hard as it is exactly. sometimes, but but you can't. And you know, I feel like we just us talking about it. You know, if I were someone younger, I wish someone would have told me that years ago. Uh-huh. Where you know you can't do anything about the past, but you can do something about your future. And and to keep uh-huh. that in mind, and and you know, put that in stone in your mind that you know you're gonna run into a lot of different coaches. And each one of them is going to be of value to you. They're going to direct you with their stamp on what they believe is good to motivate yourself and to keep going back. And, you know, I've heard ball players say, I just love the smell of the grass or I just love, you know, being out on the field or I love being with the guys. And 
uh-huh. know, there's so many aspects to baseball and that chemistry. So um, yeah. when you have a coach who can lead and the team is all on the same wavelength of understanding that they're a growing team, it's a process. You know, the seasons are long, you know, think about it. Um, mm-hmm. I, I always laugh because in football, you can hold on to your win for a week. In baseball, you might have a day, you might have two, maybe most three between games mm-hmm. um, that mm-hmm. you can hold on to your win. It's an interesting yeah. thing, right, to think of it that way. Um, so, you know, the motivation of a coach is really that he is the leader. He is that glue for the team. Yeah, and, and with our guys here, you know, I, I'm, I'm fortunate enough to be coaching with a good staff here. And our head coach, Tim O'Leary, has been doing a great job with the guys. And actually, you know, he, he's been setting the example for the kids in terms of keeping that even kill mentality. You know, we lose, so what? You know, we find the positives. Like I said, you know, after the game, we're over there, you know, saying a couple positive things about guys we found out during the game. You know, our pitcher pitched really well. You know, so-and-so did really well at second base. He had to fill in because our pitcher was our normal second baseman. You know, so-and-so played great defense. You know, we, we had we had a ton of great things to say to him after the game. And, and and that's kind of what kept them kept them uh, going, you know, kept, keeps the keeps the motivation going even through the failure, you know. So, you know, we try to keep that energy. We we don't get negative on the guys because you know we we know what it's like. You know, myself, you know, Coach O'Leary himself, you know, he actually has a few championship rings at this level. So, we've we've been through these wars before. Where, hey man, if we if we lose, we we've lost before. It's, it's not a big deal. We'll come back and we'll make our adjustments and we'll be successful next time. And then that's I think kind of sticking on the topic of today of motivation through failure you know all of us even though we've all won you know myself and, and coach O'Leary we've been through a lot more than the players we've also lost a lot more than the players so that that's that's content to be the, the message here is you know hey man you might see us being successful but we've also been more of a failure than you guys and even even right now you know, I don't have a hand in it so to speak because I don't get to swing the bat or I don't get to throw the pitch or I don't get to catch the ball or none of that out of this team we get to call plays, and the players have to execute. So we actually don't have any control over what happens once, you know, physically. So we've already, we've already, we've failed in those situations physically when we were kids at that age, or we were even a little bit older in college. We failed in those same exact situations. Did that affect us? You know, of course, it hurt our feelings when it didn't go right the first time, or when it didn't go right in the moment. But we learned from that, and we got better. You know, and that that I think makes us, you know, motivates us through that is because we know. We've lost before. We're going to get better. You know, these guys have lost before. It's our second loss of the season, so we're 4-2 and two right now. So we've lost before, too, and we bounced back right after that loss the first time. And we'll bounce right back again after this one. So there's no, there's no uh, again, sticking on the topic of today, that's the motivation there. You know, we, we're good. We're good. You're good. You're going to be fine. You've lost before. You're going to win again. Exactly, because, you know, when you when you talk about it out loud, I have to say it because sometimes we just think players know, but we don't realize that sometimes just hearing something keeps us from getting too far into our head to where it starts to mess with the player, you know, where they start, they overthink it and they feel like everybody knows it and, or they're embarrassed or they're upset with themselves Mm. or whatever reason. But when you talk the way you do, even to me now, it, it keeps me from going into my head. And, and it's not that uh-huh. you shouldn't think about it. You're going to think about it, but it frames it differently to where there's more of a, 
hey, man, next time is my next opportunity. You know, next time I'm standing in that box or next time I'm out on the field. Because being on the field and making a good play and stopping a team from scoring is also as important as scoring, right? Because both exactly. keep you on the board, you know, where you want to be. And um, and so there's every aspect of it is is got its own little world. But, you know, keeping a player from getting too far into their heads because that's where they get in their own way, right? Correct. I mean, even after after our last game, we had our pitcher. He threw seven innings. We went eight innings. We lost in eight. But through seven innings, I think he had a no-hitter going through six innings. And, you know, he was pitching really, really well. You know, it ended up, you know, when he came out of the game, we were, we were still 0-0. Zero, zero. And, you know, we ended up losing the game, but I ended up sending him a text later on the night, kind of like lightweight, kind of making fun of him. Hey, man, you did terrible today, man. It was brutal to watch you. Oh, coach, I'm sorry. I'll do better next time. I said, nah, man, come on, dude. Are you serious? You just threw like a no-hitter through seven innings. You did awesome, man. You know, I, I kept it lightweight just to kind of take the pressure off him. You know, it's, it, dude, it happens, man. And you did awesome. Actually, in fact, more people were coming out of that game complimenting our guy than their guy. And, was, and, their, and their guy threw a no-hitter against us. <laughs> so it was like, you know, more people were talking oh, wow. about how, how – how good of a pitcher our guy was and how, how tough he was. And that, that, that there, again, that's more motivation to the failure. You didn't win the game, dude, but people are coming out of here talking about how hard nosed you are, how tough you are, and how, what a great baseball player you are. And that there, I mean, that, that's going to go with you. The loss is going to stay right there where it was on Tuesday, but the other stuff is coming with you. The, the positive stuff is coming with you. The negative is staying behind. Yeah. So that, that's the way to look at it as well. Well, that that alone is like imagine him in the next game, you know, going, yes. hey, I was recognized for being a tough, you know, pitcher to stand in yeah. front of, basically. Exactly. And, and, exactly. You know, and that that is scary for a player when they know a pitcher is like that. And you know, mm-hmm. everyone studies, everyone knows, oh, who's pitching today because it kind of sets the tone for the game. And so he's oh, yeah. pitching going in, you know, because. It's like the war, right? It's like the pitcher wants you to strike out and you want to hit the ball. So you have these opposite intentions, and yet he's able exactly. to overcome that and still pitch a solid game. So those are exactly. just, you know, these stories are, are great are great stories to remind us that it's, it's you know, one moment at a time. And, and, you know, you can do nothing but let go of whatever's in your mind and just remember that you love baseball that you're there because you love baseball. Exactly. And, I, you know, if I could leave you one thing here you know, to kind of go on the topic and the tip tip for the week is, you know, uh, don't look at the end result of the failure. Look at what got you there, um, what the process was, and then, and then take the information out of that failure and apply it to your next time. Um, because, like I just mentioned with the story with this pitcher, all the work you put in, you went in and you pitched that game. You got, We didn't win. You know, you did an awesome job and didn't win, but, okay, you can look at it as failure or you can take that with you and say, you know what, I'm getting ready for the next one. Like you just mentioned, now there's a ton of confidence because you just did great against a very tough team, and and you're going forward. Now, on the other end, if you didn't do great, so what? That's just one game. You know, take the information you got out of that and then apply to the next one and just make our adjustments and improve. But there's always going to be another day. There's always going to be another game, and you will be successful again. Just apply the information you got, whether it was good or bad, and make your adjustments for the next time. And and that's what it is. It's all about adjustments. I remember a story, the story about Muncie, 
when he got let go from a minor league team and he took a year off and he, Mm -hmm. you know, worked on his basics and, you know, came back and he ended up on the minors with the Dodgers. And then um, I think it was the third baseman, Turner, was out on an injury. And so he took his place. And he he gained a spot because his skills were solid. And, you know, your skills may win at times and may lose at times a game. But like you said with the pitcher, you take your skills with you everywhere you go. Yeah. You take them with the you everywhere stay behind, you go. But and, the, skill, the skills is coming with you for sure. Yeah. So we're winding up. We're we're just about done. I love your tip, you know, that, um, you know, about the end result, making sure that, you know, it's not just the end result. It's, it's just an amazing feeling to think that there are results to what we think of as failure. There exactly. Are many, and actually at the end at the end of the day you that. shouldn't be looking at the you shouldn't be looking at the result anyways. The result's gonna happen anyways. When when the situation's right. done there's gonna be results good or bad. If you're worried about the result, you're not focused on your technique. If you're not focused on your technique, you're not gonna be successful. On that note, thank you so much coach marcos we will see you again and we'll do this again with another tip for our players have a great Sounds day good, everyone bye bye thank you bye 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 you have been listening to today's daily dose of the i dig your soul podcast to learn more visit www.nadiakhalil.com